0: Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I am well aware that we are all in this moment experiencing this moment together and there's so much going on. And so we have so many incredible interviews and episodes recorded, but I wanted to really speak to what's going on right now. And so today's episode I'm hoping is going to breathe life and hopefully do whatever I can to support you in this moment. Before we get into that, I also want to say that I am doing more and I feel called to just keep showing up. So starting Monday, I'll be doing a free book club. So I'll be going live on Instagram and Facebook at 1130 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And if you sign up for it, it's free. There's a link in the show notes. There's also a link in my Instagram bio. That would be helpful if you sign up because then I can send you the replay if you miss it. And we'll be giving some homework and some worksheets so that you feel like you're getting something done. There's something productive. And this book is really a journey through what are your gifts I I dare you to not feel inspired walking through this book with me. I dare you to not believe in yourself. If you spend enough time with me, be forewarned. You will start to believe that you are needed. You will start to believe that you can offer what you really truly want to offer to the world, that it is something that the world is waiting for and you will start to see possibility. And I think we need that now more than ever. So if you go ahead and sign up for it, it is free. You will then be sent replays as well as the homework. Every time we meet, there'll be a little homework assignment. We'll be going through the book together and then I'll be answering questions on the Facebook group as well as on Instagram. And um, as we go through, there might be some special guests who appear who were mentioned in different chapters and the chapters will start to take you through what are some of the gifts, what are some of the things that you have inside of you that the world needs and wants, and how do you do more to create the joy in your life to build possibly a side hustle, which might be right now what everybody needs to be doing more of. So we're going to talk about all those things and you will start learning some tools. If you want to join me for that, it's going to start Monday. There's a link in my Instagram bio, there's a link in the show notes. And if you haven't already gotten the book, you could get it digitally right now. If things are hard to to find in a bookstore at this moment, I understand that. Uh, You can grab it on Audible, you can get the the e-version, or you can just Come along for the ride with us and we will do our best. I'll, I'll be, I'll be talking you through the chapters and reading a couple paragraphs every week. But if you do want to grab it, then go ahead and get the book before we get started on Monday. Okay. So a couple of days ago, I went live in Facebook and on Instagram and had a heart to heart with you guys about what's on my mind. And afterwards, I thought, you know what? I think our whole audience needs to hear this because I think it's something that might make you feel supported in this time when things feel uncertain and dark. So that's what today's episode is gonna be. Let's take a listen. Hi guys. I just wanted to check in with you. I've been thinking about you nonstop and I just wanted to share a little bit of where I was at today in the hopes that this could be supportive. So just want to give you guys some support today. So, I know that we are all really united right now in all of this. And I just wanted to share what's been going on for me. So the first few days, I definitely felt all of it. I kind of got to that place where I was like, I felt like a wave hit me. I was like hit by a train and I just felt crashed out. Like I just didn't want to do anything. Who's with me? Like you kind of feel like, what's the point? Like, I just feel like, I couldn't move. I just feel like I I was supposed to, I had so much to do. I had my kids. I was supposed to go to the store. I was supposed to prepare. And yet all I felt like I could do was like sit and not move, right? And then I kind of moved through those feelings. And then I was in another concoction of anxiety provoking feelings. I want to tell you what happened for me today. Today, I got up and I felt something new. I felt a shift and a couple things. The sun came out, which, yay, because it was really gray and cloudy for a few days in LA, which is unusual. And something else came to me. And I started thinking about how every day we have a choice if we're going to choose love or fear, if we're going to choose light, or if we're going to choose into the overwhelm and the scary and all that. And there's always so much that's going on. Now, definitely there's a lot more that's going on, but it's so easy to get caught in fear and to choose fear. And, and, and when you ask yourself questions like, oh my God, what's going to happen? And is this going to be the worst thing ever? And what horrible things are going to shake out from it? You're going to get lots of answers from that. So there's a lot of future tripping that's going on and people are like living in the future and and what if this and what if that and, blah, 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 and it's like it, it it's so contagious. And um and I think there's something else at play also, which is in every single day there's an opportunity to ask a different question. And the question is how can I make today epic? how can I make today epic with what I have, right? With whatever it is that's here. How can I make this day awesome? And when you ask yourself that question, you will get answers, right? You'll get answers. And so I woke up today and I was like, how could I make today epic? You know what I could do? I could see it as a gift that I'm going to spend time with my kids. And instead of resisting this major gigantic pattern interrupt that's what it is like talk in NLP neurolinguistic programming we talk about pattern interrupts this is the, the biggest one you could possibly think of right change in every way human beings we don't like that pattern interrupt it's really hard and so there's a lot here that can make us feel really uneasy and really unnerved and all those things that's 100% true but when i asked myself this morning how could i make today epic i started to feel so lit up i was like oh my god what is here today? What is here today that I can I can actually lean into? What's the gift that's being given? And I thought, you know, I've been saying to my team, I've been saying to my husband, oh my gosh, I'm running so fast. I'm running this business. I'm doing so much. Gosh, I wish I had more time to just sit down and be present with the kids. And I've been saying, God, I wish I had time to be present with myself. Oh, like I wish I could be present. And I think it's fascinating I've always said, like, it takes a few days on vacation to actually be on vacation, right? Like, the first three days, you're just like actually anxious a little bit because, like, we don't know how to relax. We don't know how to stop. And so, when we're being called to stop, we're like, oh, I'll use the time to worry. I'll use the time to worry because we don't know how to be present. We don't know how to be still. But here's what's going on what's going on is that, in any moment we are given a choice to choose the fear or to choose the love we are every day i'm so sorry but that's every day and i started to ask myself how is this good what's the blessing if life is not happening to us but for us what's the gift and i was like oh my god i i started to see through new eyes i'm like crazy amounts of gifts i spent the morning spending quality time with each of my children i have not been able to do that i could cry in years, in years, even our weekends are so scheduled. We're here. We're at this birthday party. We're running here. We're doing this. It's so much. I I sometimes on a Sunday night, think to myself, how much time did I actually spend being present alone with each member of my family? And I was like, very few minutes. That's the thing. And like, we spend the time with other families or we spend the time with people. I I love to host. God, I'm such an extrovert. So I think to myself, I really water down a lot of that time with my kids, with other people. Also, how often am I really able to show up for other people in my life? I'm so busy. Oh, I didn't even, I figured I wouldn't bother you. I know you're busy. I know you got a podcast. I know you're running two businesses. I know you're a million miles a minute. Well, I'm not now, right? So what's the epicness of this? Oh my God. And I started to step back and say to myself, wait a minute, maybe... When the sun comes and the clouds part, maybe we're going to look back and say, what a gift. Maybe we're going to look back and say, the earth needed a break. The environment needed a break. We needed a break. Maybe we're going to look back and be like, I was given the gift of time. And I was also given the challenge of seeing if I could stay present and stop worrying for 45 seconds and just be with what." is. And I started to think about what an absolute gift we are being handed with a bow on top. What a magical gift. It's like at at what point in time, at what point in history have people needed to stop more than they do right now? At what point since the beginning of time have people needed to be told, stay home and talk to the people you love? And then I started thinking, we are so blessed that this is not 1914 and 1980, where we can get on Zoom video calls. Oh my God, we can get on Skype. Do you know how many Zoom chats I had today? Do you know how many Voxers I had today? Do you know how often I've been thinking about you guys and I couldn't wait? I couldn't. And sure enough, I've been busy all day with each kid getting so much done. It's 3.30. I have to tell you a fact. Normally at this time, I am exhausted every day. Because I wake up and I go and I get the kids ready for school and they go to school and then I work and I crunch and I hustle and I grind and all that stuff. And then the kids come home from school and I'm wiped out and they're coming home and they're exhausted. And the time we spend to be- together is usually we're all exhausted. That's usually the time we spend. And I say, here's a snack, go take a break, watch Fuller house. I'm going to make dinner. And like, we're just spent. It's three thirty. It's the same time that I'm normally hitting a wall. I'm not hitting a wall. What's the difference? Like, I'm doing everything the same. There's no reason. I don't need anything right now. Normally at this hour, I'm like, I need a coffee. I need candy. I need something to do something, even though all those things are bad for you. I don't feel tired. You know why? Because I'm being present. And when I'm present, I'm not tired. <laughs> so it's fascinating. Now, here's here's the other thing is that we are being called to show up for other people. And we have such an opportunity right now to do that. I feel so grateful that the stars aligned. And four years ago, I started to build an online business. I created a podcast. I started doing online coaching programs. I started creating free offers for people to do lots of lots of free trainings. I started to build a community on Instagram, which I love you guys and Facebook. And I love this community. There's 20,000 people in the Facebook group and there's 40,000 people on Instagram and it's engaged and they're heart centered. I tell people every day when, when people say to me, Oh, social media, I'm like, you need to come and join my groups because they're the kindest people. I'm so grateful that I've gotten to meet people in 34 countries who I never would have met. And I just feel so uplifted. So we have these tools, we have these tools and there's a time There's a time we're going to look back and look at this time and say, Oh my God, this was the time when there was an opportunity, like no other time when people have only time and we can get online and we can connect and we need to lean into that. I have friends, you know, you guys know that I started out as an artist, as a songwriter. And so I have, I have some friends who've been saying, Oh my God, this is the worst time ever. I can't play a live show. I can't go out. And I was like, hold up, dial it back. (laughs) You can do an online concert. Oh, my God. And so I had friends the other night who did an online concert. The engagement was off the charts. People need it. Oh, my God. Do people want that right now? Do it. I have a friend who's a comedian, and all his all of his shows were canceled because all these clubs are canceled and all these events are canceled. So he started doing stand-up on his facebook and oh my god people are there people are responding it's so awesome there's people in my made to do this program who are amazing and i've been teaching them how to figure out what they love and how to figure out how to show up in the world more authentically and and everything i do is teach people how to grow community and and come together with people and nurture and give and give and give and give and that is really the way that we that we sell is by giving first you know providing value creating intimacy this is the best time to do that. Like if we were to, you know, when they zig, we zag. If you become one of those people who right now in this epic moment actually is the light, right? Then the light shines so bright. It shines so bright. I, I mean, there's, there's such a common example, but it's a good one. Like, Think about lighting a candle during the day, taking a candle and bringing it outside when it's noon, in high noon. It's hard to see it. But when it's dark and you light a candle, it's beautiful, it glows and it reverberates and people feel magnetized to it, right? So we have this opportunity right now to say, how can I lean in? And and this is what I've been saying to my students. If you love hand lettering, if you're a candle maker, if you like to paint nails, if you wrote a book, whatever you do, if you love it, there's 17 other people in your world, people who know people who know, you know, who, who love that as well, who love jewelry making, who might want to have a conversation about mindfulness, who might want to have a conversation about health and exercise, who might want to come together. There's such a need right now. And there's such an opportunity to show up and to give and to connect and to build. It's, it's really epic. It really, really is. And so I feel as though this is just it's a paradigm shift and I think the first few days were like what in the actual heck right this is so awful this is so hard this is so different this is so scary yes 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 we all are feeling all those things and then comes the acceptance of what is and my mindfulness teacher used to say we can't stop the waves but we can learn to surf. And things are as they are. You know what's the most amazing feeling that's even a greater feeling than joy, that's even a greater feeling than enthusiasm? You know what's an amazing feeling is equanimity. And equanimity means things are as they are, and I can be with them just as they are. So right now, just like every moment, it's always true and it's true now and it was true yesterday and it was true nine years ago and it'll it'll be true in 90 days and four years. Things are always as they are and we can be with them as they are. We can be with it. Do you know that when you resist what is, that's the pain. When you are with it, and you just are with what is you actually drop into a place where there is equanimity. It doesn't mean it's good. It doesn't mean it's bad. It just is. It just is. And that is an amazing thing for us to practice. And it's an amazing thing for us to model for our children. You know, I remember being in labor three times and in each one, um, there was a period where the, the pain was very, very hard. And I remember those moments of just being in that feeling of resistance. Oh my God, ow, ow, oh, oh, just wanting it to end, just hating the pain, hating the pain. And then I remember in every single birth, there was a moment when I decided to drop in and ask myself, can I be with it? Can I turn toward it? And it would get a little bit more tolerable. Because I had no choice in that moment. I could either fight what is or I could be with what is and look for the blessing because things are as they are. That's not an opinion. Things are as they are. And I can be with them. I can. You forget, we all forget that we have survived so much in our lives. No, no one has ever seen this exact thing. No one's ever seen lots of things, right, that have come up that you go, what the heck is this plot point? What the heck just happened? That, that's for sure. But we have had moments where the plot twisted and it felt insurmountable and we survived and we showed up and we held space and we were with whatever needed to be with and we came out the other side and I'm telling you there's an opportunity right now you're going to look back and you're going to say there was a gift and so when something's being presented to you and it feels dark and it feels ugly and it feels like a problem before you smash it before you run from it ask what the gift is in this darkness. What is the gift? What is the teaching? What is it? Because it's here for a reason. It is here for a reason. There is no way you can tell me that the fact that the entire world, the entire world is united right now, that there's no gift in that, that that's just random. That is clearly not random. Like what are the lessons? What are the teachings? What are the ways in which we need to pivot what we do and how we do it and how we understand that, yes, there is a butterfly effect. And yes, if you live in Nashville, Tennessee, that affects the way you live and how you act will affect somebody living in Australia. And if you live in China, that will eventually affect the little girl who's going to school in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. We're all connected. That's correct. We're all connected. Do you know what the greatest human need is? It's not toilet paper. And it's not your favorite restaurant. The greatest human need is belonging. It's contribution. It's transcendence. It's purpose. Those are the things. If I go back to the question I asked, how can today be the most epic version of today. Let's listen to the list. Human beings desire belonging, contribution, transcendence, and purpose. Can you think of another time in history that you've lived when there was an opportunity for those four things the way there is in every second right now? I can't. Not in my lifetime this is huge it's huge and so we're being asked to feel things we don't have answers we don't need to judge we don't need to predict we don't need to be in the future no future tripping nope we need to be here feeling what we feel and thinking how can I make today epic what's the opportunity What's here for me? What's here for me to do? What's here for me to give? What's here for me to receive? That is it. If you wake up every day, I promise, and you ask yourself those questions What is here for me today? How can I make today epic? What's here for me to give? What's here for me to enjoy? What's here for me to receive? What's here for me to do in this moment? The lives that we can change and the ways that we can change lives right now, the opportunity is massive. And if you don't see it, then you're not looking toward the sun. Because if you let the sunlight shine a light on what is, that's what's here. The thing that everybody wants from everybody else every single second is presence. We want each other's attention. Do you know what you remember about growing up? It wasn't the big things your parents did for you. It wasn't the bar mitzvah they threw for you. It's not the car they got you. It's the moment they took you to the park or that day. I remember my grandfather used to take me to this little store by his house and he used to say, let's go to the little store. And we would walk down to the little store and he'd get me like a, a Tootsie Pop or something and we'd walk back and we'd like look at the clouds. We used to sit on the grass and look at the clouds and he would say, what do you see in the clouds? You know that game. That's what I remember. I don't remember the... Bond they gave me for my you know birthday or the walkman or you know what I'm saying? It's the presence. So in this moment, when you ask yourself, How can you be present? Can you be present in your home? Can you be present with yourself? And how can you show up in the world? There's such an overwhelm of imposter syndrome that people have a really hard time getting things done because we say to ourselves, Oh, well, unless I'm the Messiah how dare I go live? How dare I write a blog? How dare I post anything? How dare I? Who am I to do it? It's exhausting and it's ridiculous. The question to ask is, do I have anything to add to the conversation? That's all. And the answer is you do. You do or you wouldn't be here. So in this moment, has there been something that you've wished that you could add to the conversation, that you've wanted to share, that you want to create, that you want to make space for, for other people that you've put off because now might be the time. Now might be the time because I'm telling you, all you have is everyone's attention right now. So do you want to start a podcast? Do you want to start creating a group of moms on Zoom that just starts with 10 moms that you know? And you guys get to check in every morning at 10 a.m. or once a week right now. Do you want to create a Facebook group and talk to people about healthier habits or knitting or have a little project where everybody has to knit something or, oh, my God, can you imagine the things we could create right now? Can you imagine the, the productive ways that you could show up and connect? Everyone's always saying, I can't do it. I don't have the time. Well, we got time. So what really is it then that we are missing? Faith, faith in ourselves, faith in the future, faith, it's constant. And I love how people feel as though everything is doomed. When is there ever a real sense of certainty around anything? I mean, never. That's a false illusion. Like there is never a day when you can be like, I am certain that I'm getting in this car and I'm coming back. I wish it was true, but it's not. And I know so many, too many stories of things that have happened to people when it was seemingly the most perfect day, and then they got this call, or this happens, or the bottom drops out this way. We know that, right? And we also have some certainty about what this is going to look like and what this is not going to look like. And in many ways, we have certain facts. We know that most of us are preventing a certain group of people from getting sicker. That's what we know. And so we know that we are doing a service. Most of us, most of us in, 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 especially in the age group of my audience are doing a service for, for the world, right? So we're giving a gift. We can feel good about that. And, um, and we have some knowledge around that. Um, I already have a few friends, personal friends who've already gotten sick and they did not feel great. And they, uh, found out that they had it. And then a four, four days later they were, they were okay. And in both cases, the doctor said, you're not going to feel great and you should go home and lay low and and this is what it is and you're going to be fine because one of them was 42 and one of them is 48. And in both cases, the doctor said, just, just go hang out. I thankfully hadn't seen these people in person. These are people I know who I talked to on Facebook. And I had the actual, um, the other one, I had the flu. I had influenza B I got it December, like twenty-sixth or something. And I had it all the way through the first week of January and it was horrible. I hated having the flu. It was so horrible. I really felt very, very, very bad. And I don't wish that on anybody or anything worse or anything like it at all, obviously. I did go to urgent care at the time and they did give me a test and they're like, you have influenza B and the doctor's like, it's pretty gnarly. You probably feel like someone beat you up with a bat. Your body hurts. I said, yeah, my body hurts. And I have a really bad fever and the fever just didn't go away and didn't go away. Didn't go away. It was pretty bad. Um, and the doctor said, and uh, because you're generally healthy, you are going to, you're going to be okay. You're just going to feel pretty bad for a while and then you're gonna be okay. So, and you know, there was a gift in that as well. Uh, having the flu, there was a gift in that I didn't feel well, but I watched I watched and I observed as I quickly, very quickly, like went into this very depressed place. And then I, again, even in that, I wound up finding the blessing in that. And I wound up using the last few days of that being in bed because I couldn't do anything else, really dreaming up really what I wanted, what I wanted to create and what my heart really wanted. And I think we're all running so fast all the time that we don't always have the time to stop and say, how do I feel? What really matters to me? What do I want to do? How can I show up? So um, I just really invite everybody. I just really invite everybody to ask that question. What a great question. How can I make today epic? What's the gift that's here? Things are as they are. I can be with things as they are. Does it mean that I like it? No. Mm No. No it's hard. There's parts of this that are hard for me to be with. And there's parts of this that I don't, that make me uncomfortable. And we also know from the mindfulness research that's been done that when you lean into a feeling and you just let yourself feel a feeling and you go, what do I feel right now? Do I feel angry, sad, anxious, just naming a feeling. It's like when there's a bubble, like picture like soap bubble and you touch it and it pops When you go toward it rather than resisting it and then letting it do what it's doing, which is like just making more thoughts and more feelings and more thoughts and more feelings. If you just stop for a second and go, what am I feeling? You take a deep breath. I'm feeling and then you name whatever it is. That's a beautiful self-compassion practice. And by doing that, it's kind of like touching those soap bubbles. It kind of, whatever the intensity of it, it's like, oof. You know, like acupuncture, they say, is like they take the needle and they put it into like the meat, into the heart of whatever is the tension there. And then it kind of, it like releases. And so we can do that for ourselves. You know, they've done a study with babies, with with little tiny babies. And it's fascinating. So when a baby is crying and the baby's upset and the baby's so tiny, the baby can't talk or, or tell the mother what it feels. They had done this experiment with moms and their babies and they find that the baby's crying, the baby's crying, the baby's crying. And if the mom says, you're okay, you're okay. Look, squeak, squeak. Look at the dolly. Look at the dolly. The baby stops making eye contact with the mother and just gets more upset because what the baby's basically saying is like, this is not a safe place. You're not in tune. There's no attunement. You're not tuning in. You're not coming toward, you're resisting. You're going, you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Tweet, 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 like all that stuff. And the baby's like, I don't even want to look at you. Like, this doesn't feel congruent. This isn't good. So the baby starts to look away. And then there's the other parent. You know, there's some parents who say, stop crying, stop crying. Don't feel that. Don't feel that. Don't feel that. Don't feel that. Right? So there's either like, cheer up, cheer up, cheer up, cheer up, cheer up, cheer up. And the baby's like this, or the, or the parent might be like, don't do that. Don't cry. Don't cry. I'll give you something to cry about. You know, and the baby also does the same thing. Uh, 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 uh. Like looks everywhere. And they've done this study with thousands of babies. And then the, the parent who who leans in and says, you're crying. You're sad. You're scared. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. I see you. I see you. I see you. The baby doesn't even understand the words. The baby just feels the parent turning toward. And then what happens? The baby calms down. So unfortunately not all of us got that modeling from our parents i think my mom was pretty good at doing that um, for me when i was a baby like a little little kid and i remember those moments Um, but not everybody got that modeling but i think that we have to do that for ourselves you know when you're scared when you're feeling overwhelmed instead of judging yourself, what's wrong with me? Oh my God, I can't believe I feel this way. I always do this. Like that doesn't help. Or when you say to yourself, you know, and you resist it, right? Like, you're feeling bad and you're like, and it's never going to this. And Oh my God. And I hate this feeling. And I wish it would go away. And how can I change this? And there's no way out and I'm resisting it. And blah, 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 like all that stuff, like that's just going to make things so much worse. And if you just simply turn toward your feeling and be like, pretend you are that mother with that baby and just look at like, like literally like, Close your eyes and see yourself as a little kid or see yourself right now and see some like older version of you. Picture like the 85 year old version of you coming to talk to you and just being like, "Kath, you're anxious. What is it? What's going on? You're scared. You're overwhelmed. And just be like, yes. And just name it for yourself and let yourself have that release and you will just come back. Because the reason that fear and the reason why anxiety takes such a hold on us is because we can't be where we're not. And so fear and anxiety lives in the future. What if this happens and then this happens? What if this happens and then because of the food and because of the jobs and blah, 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 I'm going to be homeless. and my That's where fear and anxiety lives in the future, 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 future. And sadness usually lives in the past, 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 past. So you have fear, future, sadness, past. And you know what? The equanimity can't live there because I can't be with what isn't. I can only be with what is. So I try to be with the future and I just get more anxious because I don't know. I can't be with it, but I can be with what is. I'll give you an example. I remember anticipating my parents' divorce once I knew that they were getting divorced. And then my dad left, and there was a period of time between the time he left and the time that my house went up for sale. And I remember thinking, what's going to happen? My mom and I are going to move into an apartment. Oh my God what if we have no electricity? Oh my God. I, uh, what if she doesn't make it? Oh my God. Like I just remember the future tripping and the anxiety. Da, da. And then I remember the day I came home from school and there was a for sale sign on the driveway. And there was a fact that it was for real. They were going to, it wasn't like this ambiguous. I was also living in this ambiguous reality before that. Are they going to stay together? Or are they not? What if they split up? What if they get back together? What will it be like? uh, uh. uh. And then I remember like, for sale sign. And I'm telling you what, it was the first day I felt peace because I could be with it. It was a reality all of a sudden. I, I was like, oh, this is a horrible day. And there's also this weird relief in this moment. It was really weird. There's something about being present that it doesn't matter how hard or how uncomfortable. It's like, if you can just be with it, that, and of itself, it creates some equanimity, because you can be with what is. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, have you ever had the experience where you're so sad and you're standing at someone's funeral? And you are so sad, but you're so present with how sad you feel that there's an equanimity all of a sudden. And you don't know what that feeling is and you feel guilty for that feeling or you feel confused by that feeling. It's just because you're present. You're so present in that moment that you're letting yourself feel your feelings. Everyone around you might be letting themselves feel that feelings. You're all present. There's an amazing amount of presence. So while something is very sad, there's also an equanimity that comes because you can be with this thing that you were dreading and and you find some something comes. There's some something. We can't put our finger on it. It's presence. So things are as they are. I mean, There's nothing more true than that. And when you spend enough time sitting by a river and listening to the river, you could be with it through the ups and the downs and the waves and the twists and the turns. And you just say, I'm not going to fight it. Can't fight it. Can't. So how do I sit with this? How do I be with this? That's the new question. And boy, is that an incredible workout and an incredible mindfulness activity. Because I'll tell you what, we were talking to my kids yesterday and I said, you guys, I said, you know what I just thought of? I said, one day when you are like in high school or college, someone's going to say, where were you during that time? do you remember when you were a kid and this happened and the coronavirus, where were you? Do you remember where you were? I said to them, you're going to remember this. This is going to be talked about. And what are we going to say that we were doing? And what are we going to say happened during this time? You know, my grandparents lived during the depression and it was a horrible, horrible time. And my grandma remembers not having food. And she lived in a tenement, literally. When we go to the Tenement Museum in New York City, I, I literally get to see and feel how she grew up. And it's I cry so hard when I'm there because I can just really feel what that must have felt like. These little tiny places and there was no toilet. There was only one toilet for the whole building and people were dying of tuberculosis. So hard. Why do I bring it up? Because my grandma, my grandma and my grandfather met in Harlem dancing, there was a club called Roseland and Ella Fitzgerald was 15 and she used to sing. And what I always found fascinating, my grandma would tell the story and how they met and they were dancers and they were really good dancers and they would compete and they'd be on the radio because they were, that's what they had at the time. They didn't have TV. And so they'd be like, you know, here comes Betty and her date and they're da, 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 da. And they're, they're winning the competition. And it was on the radio. They would talk it through sort of. And the thing that only recently I realized is that they danced their way through one of the darkest parts of American history. And when everybody she she would tell me when everybody was on the stoop, and everybody was sitting, and everyone was stuck in it, she would go up to Harlem and dance. And um, they had no money and no nothing. So she told me that she used to take um, black eyeliner. And she would draw a line up the back of her leg because it would make it look like pantyhose because she didn't even have the money for pantyhose. And she had one dress and she told me she would wear it like three different ways so that she could actually like keep wearing it because she didn't have any other anything else to wear. And they had no money. So she taught herself to read because she had to leave school young, like around 11 or 12. And so she would go to the library and check out books. And by candlelight, she would read these books and she was always that way. In fact, when I was in high school, she decided she would get her GED because I was in high school. So she's like, I'll do high school with you. And so she did. And she'd sit next to me and she'd do algebra and everything else. And she did it. It was amazing. And she used to say to me, life is, it's 10% what's happening and it's 90% how you deal with it. And she used to talk to me about how we would make food last and the kinds of things that you can make um, when you think you can't make anything. And I think one of the things that I learned from her was tremendous compassion for other people because she used to say, how do you know what they woke up with? And I want to caution everybody and just invite everybody to really have more compassion, not just for ourselves or for each other. I see a lot of people coming on and like judging people for what they do right now or what they're not doing. I just really feel like it's not the time for that. Like, our job is to show up and care and show up for ourselves. And I, I think we need to let go of like being, you know, in anyone's face about whatever they're doing. Who knows what's on people's hearts or how people are coping or whatever. So I learned compassion from her, but I also learned this resourcefulness and this resilience. And isn't it interesting how easily people take one hit to the jaw and they're like, I'm out, done, you know, like I'm out. And it's just kind of like, what is that? Right. And then you see people who are going to use this time and say, oh, well, I'm in, I'm in. And we know that the only predictor of success is the resilience. And we also know that it's all about solving problems and it's all about being resourceful and that our greatest resource, it's not money and time. We know that. Um, We know that it's really our own resourcefulness, our enthusiasm, our compassion, our passion, our creativity. Oh my God, we have such resources inside of us. So it's really such a spectacular opportunity for us to find some equanimity, get creative, ask a question every day that's going to lead to some beautiful, juicy answers and start to show up and see where that leads. So sending you lots of love, look for the blessings, look for the equanimity practice, look for how we can make things epic, look for how you can serve, look for how you can show up and be given the gift of this time and the presence of the people in your life and how you can be there for them. I love you. This is a gift and there is so much here and be compassionate to yourself about the parts that are tough and hard because they are certainly here and we are all doing our best. So let's be really kind and really gentle. And at the same time, let's find the rainbows here that are coming from the storm. Well, I hope that sheds some light on how we can approach today and show up in the moment every single day in the here and now. Here are some takeaways. Number one, ask yourself, how can I make today epic with what I have? When you ask yourself that question, you will get answers. Number two, at any moment, we're given the choice to choose fear or love. Number three, be with what is. If you can be with it, you will reach equanimity. Number four, there's an incredible opportunity and a need right now to show up, connect, and build intimacy. This is a time like no other. Number five, we can't stop the waves, but we can learn to surf. Things are as they are, and you can be with them just as they are. Number six, before you try to run or resist, look for the gift in this darkness. It's here for a reason. Number seven, the greatest human need is belonging, contribution, transcendence, and purpose. And number eight, life is 10% what's happening now. It's 90% how we deal with it. All right, let's celebrate your wins. Maggie posted in our Facebook group and she said, I teach children's music classes and I've been listening to the podcast for months and suddenly I'm using all the things I've been tucking away in my brain from the show. Thank you, Kathy. With the closing of everything, I've been forced to figure out how I can be of service and do it now. Over the weekend, I converted my business Little Roots from in-person to online with my business partner. We launched registration for our first week of free online music classes a few hours ago and already have 75 signups. Thanks for all your inspiring stories and info. Strange times generate creative love. Littlerootsmusic.com. If you have folks stuck at home, music is not canceled. Maggie, this is epic. You are a rock star. This is so awesome. You're doing exactly what we talked about. You're turning this into a huge opportunity to connect and serve and show up. And oh my gosh, what a gift that is for everyone. You guys, you can give Maggie some love. Her website is littlerootsmusic.com. Let's keep the music alive. All right, here's another win. Christine said, "'After over eight years of putting it off "'and a million excuses, "'I finally decided to go part-time "'to get my manicuring license, "'and yesterday I finished the last of my 22 written tests "'and marked 240 academic hours.'" This means I get to pre-apply for my state board date and now I'm just weeks away from taking state board exam to get my license. I can't believe the journey so far and to anyone thinking about going to school to pursue their dream, I highly recommend doing it. I had typical financial reasons for putting it off for years and then one day I was sick of my own excuses and made it work for me. A manicuring license will allow me to start actually working for myself. I now have the confidence to make it through these last 160 hours and pass my state exam. Wish me luck. Christine... I'm proud of you for investing in the time and in yourself to learn these new tools that are going to help you go the distance in the long run. I love that you're getting rid of your excuses and you're gaining that confidence. We're wishing you the best of luck on the exam, and I hope you get to catch your breath sometime in between to take care of yourself too. Now, for someone like Christine, let's say in this moment, she's thinking, I can't actually show up and do people's nails what could she do? Maybe she's great at nail art. She could start making videos. Maybe she could start bringing people together and doing some kind of class on nail art. Or maybe she can even start to build a community where they're talking about self-care or the ways in which women can take a moment for themselves. And who knows? Like, What is here for her to start building as a community, for her to start using this time to build awareness around what she does? Maybe she can even start to curate and be an affiliate for other people who have different nail art products like little beads and jewels and nail stickers. And maybe she can start in this moment. If she can't be doing people's nails, what could she be doing to build awareness and to build a business around what it is that she loves virtually. When we ask ourselves, is there a way we start to solve problems? And that is our job, especially now. If you have a win, you want to celebrate, post it in the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group, or you can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller, kathy spells with a C. Thank you so much for listening. I am so aware that there's a million other things on your mind right now. It really means the world that you're taking the time and you're listening and you're here and you're supporting our show. If you like this show, if you feel it resonates with you, take a second right now and go share it, post about it on your Instagram and tag me. And then I will go ahead and I will be choosing three of you and sending you a gift to say, thank you for that. If you haven't already go ahead and subscribe, it's free subscribe on Apple podcasts or wherever you listen. Cause there's amazing episodes coming up and I don't want you to miss anything. This is the time for us to be sharing positivity. So really please share the show if it impacts you and leave a review because it helps other people find the show. Don't forget we're starting our book club on Monday at 11 AM. Pacific standard time in the don't keep your data Facebook group. So sign up at kathyheller.com slash book club. So you can get all the updates. You can also sign up. There's a link in the Instagram bio as well. I love you guys. I'll leave you with a song of mine. Stay safe, stay well, stay in this moment. I'll talk to you on Monday.